Welcome to the Fluke Reliability Radio Podcast, where we discuss operations and management, maintenance best practices, industrial trends, and what it takes to keep your world up and running. I'm your host, Deanna Isaacs, and today we're talking with Mike Watson about some of the critical conversations both operations and maintenance professionals can have to improve a business's bottom line, specifically about common goals and frameworks. How did you come to realize that this was an important aspect of maintenance and operations? It's a bit of a story, maybe. A couple of experiences. One time I was meeting with a buyer and we were chatting about some cooling system changes that were going to lower our MRO costs. He and uh, made some comment about, oh, this, this is going to make you look good. And he quickly retorted, no, uh, the project didn't count for his goals on cost reduction because it was an engineering project. So even though it was going to be, it, it requires some work, it was going to reduce MRO costs, it didn't count for him. And, and so we went on to discuss, and he went on to explain how he was measured purely on cost reduction. Uh, he was to manage cost, cost avoidance, controlling costs, holding down cost increases. Those all were things that he was supposed to manage. And then kind of there was a second experience where the purchasing director sends out a report to the same buyer and you know managing the tail uh, the the enterprise had looked at all the suppliers and a number of suppliers that were suppliers we used in maintenance reliability spend less than six hundred dollars a year and the purchasing director is asking could those be eliminated you know we need to simplify our business all those enterprise things that upper management wants to get done. And quickly, just look at the list. Some of the suppliers we knew, we can't change. Those those are, they got a special grease or there's a special bearing mount needed. We could not change them. So yeah. it's kind of those two experiences that kind of said, hey, we got to figure out how we can work together here. Um, what are, you know, what are the things you're trying to accomplish? And and really, that's where we started saying, hey, let's, let's, you know, help me here. Um, I want certain suppliers to be protected and we'll help you achieve your goals, but we need, I, I need you to help me in uh, protecting some of the suppliers that we got to have. And it's, it's really kind of those two experiences brought together this idea of reaching a common understanding of how we're going to work together. Definitely. And why is it so critical to have these kinds of agreements on both sides concerning these kinds of common goals? So, you know, everybody has a role to play in an organization. Our maintenance reliability team, you know, we're focused on the assets, the availability, reliability, quality of the production line. And, you know, purchasing, they've, they've got, you know, their, their goals. They've got, they're managing the suppliers. They're looking mm-hmm. for ways to manage cost. And, and so... There's a book out there titled The Speed of Trust, and it talks about how building relationships in a way that you can make decisions more quickly because you're, you're a team, you're, you trust each other, you, or you have a mm-hmm. counterpart that you trust. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is you know, a similar thing that's critical that at the working level, we have the relationship. We can, we can talk, but, but if that purchasing buyer, you know, if he gets directed by his, his, uh, his upper management, you've got to, you know, it's hard and fast. You've got to eliminate these suppliers. Then 
that's creating work for us. So how do we, you know, how do we, in a, in a sense, um, standardize our working relationship and keep our stakeholders, our managers informed so that they don't direct us to do things that create more work. That's really why it becomes critical. How do we make sure that our managers allow us to work together in a trusted way? Definitely, definitely. And who are the stakeholders that would be needed for this process and why are they really integral to making it work? And I guess I'm, I'm speaking from a, a vantage point of, you know, an enterprise type of organization. And, and really, this is, this is I'm referring to some experience I had in a, in enterprise organizations where, yes, at a at a facility level, you've got the teams, you've got operations manager, maintenance manager, liability director, purchasing director, but you know the stakeholders. Who are the people that you need to keep informed on on what you're doing? Uh, who are those people that can impact your team by? A directive to say that you know we're no longer use supplier A because you know we don't like something about them. So um, again, how do we inform those stakeholders? Uh, who are the people that need to be informed about what we're doing? And um, then the core team is going to be those team members that are impacted by the uh, you know our MRO supplier, parts supplier, or suppliers that we we need to get parts from to uh, to get our job done. Kind of building on top of that, what are some of the steps that people should take while creating this process and common goals framework? And how can they implement or you know bring in those stakeholders during that creation process? Well, it's really quite simple in my mind. It, it seems logical. Uh, first, we would take, you know, kind of the core team is, is have our maintenance reliability team or part of the team, a few members of the team, bring the purchasing buyer in, have a discussion about, you know, what are some of the pain points? What are the, you know, what are some of our goals? What are we, what are our KPIs? How are we measured? And then have a bit of discussion of, you know, who are the stakeholders? Who do we need to keep informed? Who do we need to, to make sure they know that you know, no, we want a commitment that you're not going to take away a supplier. And at the same time, here's the things we'll do to help help your organization. So, uh, yeah, first create kind of what is that working relationship between the, the you know, perhaps this operations team, reliability, maintenance team and purchasing. And then, you know, each of the team members need to inform their you know their management their stakeholders uh, for any feedback i mean we hope that uh, the stakeholders would all uh, support what we're doing and if they you know somebody has some some questions or clarification then you know we can come back around and and um, and review and verify those things but it, so it's just a it's in a way it's just simply documenting uh, you know, create some standardization around the relationship, the, the the trusting relationship you can have when you're working together with an extended team. Definitely. 
And in your mind, after you know creating the process, having those kinds of conversations with stakeholders, what does success look like in this process? Well, success should be a plant where you know the assets are are green, where where you can plan your work and you don't have disruptions due to unexpected downtime events. Uh, and so certainly, you know, random things happen. We all know we all know about the you know potential failure curves and and random failure modalities. But we don't want to have you know let's let's try to avoid anything that could have been you know could have been avoided. Uh, you know we don't, we don't want a supplier to cause an un, unexpected downtime event. We don't want a uh, somebody to change a gasket or O-ring material or or change a, a grease on us and then to find out that uh, you know the grease doesn't have the temperature rating for the bearing. So yeah success is you know, whether you're measuring OEE or availability or you know pounds of material throughput. Success is a plant that's that's operating and you're able to manage the assets to a plan and and minimize or eliminate unexpected downtime events. That's that's the that's the goal that everybody should be working for in a in a maintenance reliability team along with the operations and the purchasing teams. All right. And what are some ways that employers and teams can gamify or make this process fun for the team itself? You know, we're always looking for ways to not make things so boring. <laughs> exactly. Well, and uh, the, at least in my mind, the number one way is is give some recognition. You know, perhaps this is part of a continuous improvement board that, you know, if if uh, purchasing does have a lower cost supplier or a change they want to make, turn it into a little improvement project. Does the team, you know, do we buy into it? Do we do we want to watch it or test it at all? Uh, make, you know, make make those things part of your continuous improvement process. And, you know, if the team has some extra work they have to do to support a request, uh, you know, make sure there's there's some recognition, there's some rewards. And, and then as a leader, maintenance reliability leader, you got to make sure to understand what is the team value? You know, it could be a free drink out of the vending machine. For one guy, it was uh, it was popcorn. If you, uh, you know, for him, he he actually, Orville Reidenbacher popcorn. You give him a, uh, a thing of microwave popcorn and you could get about anything out of him. So uh, yeah, think, try to understand what is the team value make it and, and quite honestly some people don't like recognition they prefer don't stand me in front of everybody and talk about For what sure. i did but give you know do some recognition find a way to re recognize some of the individual efforts some of the things that are done and and have a you know within the boundaries of your operating context uh, some sort of small reward definitely there's always ways that we can make unique gifts or, you know, praises, whatnot, that really speak to each of the individual employees. And that's always important, regardless of what you're working on. But definitely 
of note for making common goals. Is there anything else about, you know, the idea of common goals frameworks that we haven't yet discussed that you think people should know about? All you're really trying to do is is trying to to understand and document how, you know, across organizational boundaries we're going to work together. So, you know, in this case, particularly it's really started out of purchasing, but it also could be make sure you got an understanding between the operations team and the maintenance reliability team. How can we make sure that we understand what we're trying to get accomplished and and effectively work together as a team. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a simple way to both talk about how we work together, but also keep our management informed on how we're working together, so that they don't uh, get in our way of getting the right things done. Thanks for talking with us today, Mike. It was quite enlightening. Thank you for the opportunity. We hope listeners enjoyed the quick but stimulating topic. Join the conversation on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages and in our Excelix Connected Reliability LinkedIn group. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you'll catch us next time on the Fluke Reliability Radio Podcast as we discuss more operations and maintenance best practices, industrial trends, and innovative technologies. Check out our website, www.excelix.com. That's A-C-C-E-L-I-X.com. We'll be back shortly.